0: Guess who's back in better than ever? Just kidding. Not me. I'm not better than ever because I am sick. Girl, it has been a time and a half to get this episode up. First, it started off when ABC decided to air two episodes in one week. Which one episode in one week is already hard enough, but two? Two really, Mike Fleiss. Really? You had to get that extra ad time? But then, tragedy struck. When the first episode was three hours? I'm sorry, Father Chris Harrison. But you cannot seriously expect me to sit down for three hours of a boring-ass episode when it's not the finale. I'm just saying... If it's not the finale, I don't want it to be three hours, okay? Okay, Chris Harrison. That's where it started. And then, the next week happened. I don't remember what happened on that week, uh, but I was sick. I I had an upper respiratory infection, and uh, so I was sicker then than I am now, and now I'm just getting over a cold, but we're here. Upper respiratory infection end of that week, the fucking Wi-Fi in my house goes out. I don't have Wi-Fi for two weeks. (laughs) Now we're behind. And then I go out of town. I am out of town. I don't know what to do because I don't have my recording equipment. And then another episode aired. I'm already four episodes behind after coming back from out of town. And I still didn't have Wi-Fi when I got got back from out of town. And then my Wi-Fi just got fixed, and I just recently got caught up with everything. So welcome, my friends, to what I am calling The Bachelor Spectacular. Yes, you heard that right, Bachelor Spectacular. It's going to be three episodes. This first episode is going to be those two episodes from that one week and the episode after that. The episode after, episode two of The Bachelor Spectacular is going to be Hometown Dates, and fantasy sweets, and then episode five is gonna be the finale. Yes, we have made it somehow. Somehow, I feel like normally the season ends in mid-March. Am I going crazy? Are we ending really early? Next week is the finale. I feel like normally next week is Women Tell All, but alas, it's the finale. And God knows what'll happen, because I'm sure Peter doesn't. And Peter's been living it. So, without further ado, let us get into it. We last left off with Victoria's date with Chase Rice and Alea coming back. Remember her? I don't, so let's talk about her. Everyone is yelling at Alea, and she's just sitting there, and some random girl uh, is defending her. For coming back, and also accepting that rose that Peter gave her for not winning, not even being on the group date, gave her the group date rose. I don't know who this girl is. I didn't write down her name because I don't think she had one. I think she was an uh, just a fucking random person. Maybe she was Alea's Uber driver. I think she was Alea's Uber driver, and Alea was like, these girls wronged me. And the Uber driver sided with her, and then they decided to gave, give her some screen time in, in lieu of paying for her Uber ride. So, Peter then pulls Alea aside and goes, hey, you're causing too much drama. You gots to go. I'm sorry. I can't deal with this bullshit. Get the fuck out of here. And Aaliyah's just okay with that. She's crying a little bit and she leaves because she also doesn't want to deal with anyone's bullshit, even though she is the one with all of the bullshit. Peter then goes and addresses everyone. He's like, hey, I just sent Alea home because I guess I don't know what I want and I don't know why I'm on this show. It's fine. We're a month in. This is a month into this adventure and Peter does not know what she wants. She, whoops. Uh, the next note I have written down is just said says, Oh Madison, that mascara is a no You got spider lashes, honey And I feel like I might have that note a few more times In later episodes Because I don't know who taught Madison how to do mascara But I guess they were like Pick the worst mascara you can And then put it on badly And then you're done, your mascara's done You have spider legs on your eyeballs And you look beautiful but she doesn't look beautiful it looks bad so the girls are all like i'm tired of talking about all this dumb drama i'm sick of aleya i'm sick of victoria blonde victoria i'm just bored like we all are at home and then they uh, once aleya goes home they keep talking about aleya like i thought we was done with this she gone Out of sight, out of mind? No? Out of of sight? Still in your mind? Because the producers haven't fabricated anything to drama about yet? Okay, I see. I see. I see what we're doing here. So, that was all at the beginning of the episode. We have a rose ceremony at the beginning of this episode. And I think we also have a rose ceremony at the end of this episode. I'm not looking that far ahead of my notes, though. Because I'm lazy. So... Kelsey and Brunette Victoria already have roses from their one-on-ones because Alea got the group day rose and then he took it back. So, next, Madison, Sydney, Natasha, Lexi, Hannah Anna, Sheen, Mykenna, Victoria, P, I think that's blonde Victoria, Kelly, and Tammy all go on to the next week. Going home is wifey material Deandra, badly blonde Kiara, and Alea's Uber driver, who, I knew I made that joke, I can not remember if I made it in this episode or the previous episode. You're getting it several times, I guess. Alea's Uber driver went home. I don't know her name, I didn't, they didn't tell us, because she was irrelevant. And then Peter tells us we are going to Costa Rica And this was where I took my first intermission from the three-hour, two-day bullshit that we had to endure. And then I stopped watching for like a week. (laughs) I don't know what happened. I should have just kept going. Actually, I think I know what happened. I think I watched the episode prior to this, the Chase Rice episode, and then I took a pause and recorded. And then I just couldn't watch any more of this bullshit. So, that's where I took my first intermission. Peter then gives us his monologue of where they have landed and what they are doing. He says, we're in Costa Rica at this beautiful spa. It's the ideal place to fall in love. And also, the idea place where you can smash your head into a golf. I just did the biggest sneeze ever. You guys are lucky that I managed to make the... Recording stop in time because that would have hurt your headphone eardrums. Anyway, Costa Rica, it's the perfect place to fall in love and also the perfect place to smash your head on a golf cart because that is what I originally thought he did. And uh, it turns out that's not what he did. He smashed it into a cup after smashing it into a golf cart. But the the cup is what cut him. So it's a technicality that we're all very happy we had the clarification on i wrote down also i think this was just me taking in the scenery of costa rica since i'll never probably go uh costa rica is what jurassic park looks like after all the dinosaurs take over which is very beautiful costa rica of the shots that they had it was gorgeous and i really enjoyed it and i really hope that that is what what Jurassic Park would have looked like the island, not not like the Jurassic World. Like after the first movie, when they leave and all the and all the dinosaurs are set free on the island, that's what the island would look like. Costa Rica. Peter then meets the girls at the hotel room. He helicopters in. He's, do, 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 do. He helicopters in, <clears throat> and he was giving the most ridiculous story. It, I was like cry laughing almost because of how stupid and ridiculous it was. He was basically said, what, well, actually, what I really wanted him to say was, there was a puma, and I did what I had to do, and I turned around, and I slammed my head into a golf cart. But instead, he had to say he got in a fight with a puma, he missed the comedic opportunity, and I just, I don't, I'm a little disappointed in him. Peter, I know you're a pilot, and I know you have to take things sort of seriously, but God damn it, laugh at yourself every once in a while, please, God. You have that dumb bandaid on your head. I, I don't want to see it anymore. We then cut to Peter post taking Sydney on the- My dogs are barking! One second. I think I just got an Amazon package and that's why they were barking, but I'm not sure because I didn't answer the door because I'm scared of people. That's why I'm alone in my room talking to a microphone. So we cut to Kelsey after Sydney prances off with Peter. And Kelsey says, it's really hard for my boyfriend to be dating 10 other women. I think that actually might be a direct quote. Uh, First of all, not your boyfriend. He's dating 10 other women. I don't go to some random dude on Tinder who I know is dating 10 other women and I say, oh, you're my boyfriend now. Like, no, that is creepy and that's how you get ghosted. I would know because I've been ghosted (laughs) so many times. Let me know if I should apply for The Bachelor. (laughs) Tweet at me at your fave thoughts. Let me know if I should apply. And I just, I think I touched on this last time. I just have so many feelings about all of these people calling him their boyfriend when they're dating a dozen other people. It's like, I just, I don't know. I don't get it. Maybe it's because I'm not on their journey or whatever they, the producers make them call it. I'm not there. I'm not part of it. It just seems confusing to me. And I, I, maybe I don't want to be a part of it, but still let me know if you want me to be, to apply for The Bachelor. I can do it on this episode. We can do my Bachelor application together. Wow. And the girls keep saying, oh, we're going to leave the drama in the past. I think Sydney said that when she was on the date. And I'm leaving the drama in the past. It's ominous as fuck. What's coming? Mike Fleiss, you're smarter than this. You at least have one college degree. And I'm sure you have many people who work for you who have the equivalent of several college degrees. You're smarter than this. So what are you planning? What? Then we cut to Kelsey, who was uh, on her own in a talking head Uh confessional situation diary room thing she's talking to hannah anna and it's like when did they become friends i'm sorry i'm just confused because you stole her champagne and then you didn't realize you stole her champagne and then she called you like a pretty princess fake bitch or something and they're just hanging out talking and you know then they cut back to peter and sydney and Peter says, here we are, we're here, we've just taken this gorgeous helicopter ride into the middle of a jungle that is cleared out for some reason, and as someone who watches a lot of drug shows, there's probably an 85% chance that they are surrounded by weed, or coke, or poppies. It, you know, there's gotta be something there. It's There has to be. It's probably a mix of all three. And what they're sitting in is probably like, An old abandoned runway that got blown up by the cops because they don't want the drugs to get smuggled out of their country. They don't even want the drugs in their country, but they definitely don't want them out of their country because then they'll get blamed. And that's not what they want. They don't want the blame. And I was really hoping for a crossover episode here from Bachelor and Drugs, Inc., which is the best damn show about drugs, you can at me. It's on the Discovery Channel. There's a couple episodes on Netflix, like a collection or whatever. Watch it. It's amazing. You will learn so much about cocaine. You will learn so much about heroin. You will learn so much about marijuana. And you will learn so much about sketchy-ass clearings in jungles like this, in places like Costa Rica. I'm just saying, they were probably all high as fuck. Now, Peter keeps calling Sydney mysterious. Throughout this lunch portion of the date. Which was clearly. They're just sitting out in the middle of the jungle. Because ABC ran out of money. Because they flew all these bitches to Costa Rica. And instead of taking an extra day. In the US. Like they normally do. But whatever. Whatever. I'm not judging my place. I see you. Did Peter fly them all there? And you still didn't get a discount? I don't get it. And I don't agree with Peter when he, I think quite possibly she is in fact just stupid and she's not smart enough to string together several full sentences in a row so she doesn't talk that much. So therefore she's mysterious and she is also at risk of sounding much dumber than she is. You know, Sydney might actually be intelligent. She at least has a high school diploma. She might even have a college diploma. I don't know. I don't research these girls. I don't really care about these girls, especially on this season. These girls are all horrible, but more on that later. But I think Sydney's dumb, and I think her not talking is just a side effect of her stupidity, which is unfortunate because she is pretty-ish. It's at this point I notice, after all the close-ups of Peter's face, That they tried to put makeup over his Band-Aid, and they didn't do a good job. They kind of just spray-painted it badly. And then, they didn't... You can't just put makeup on a Band-Aid and not put makeup on the rest of the face, because then it looks weird. If you're gonna have a Band-Aid, just have the damn Band-Aid. I That that's it, you know? Rock the fact that you're dumb and you smashed your head into a golf cart, Peter. We all saw that security camera footage. You can't hide from us. I'm sorry. This is the internet. It's around forever. But when your producers try to make up your band-aid, no. And then he starts making out with City. And I was too hung up on the bandage. Until I noticed whatever the fuck shitty-ass finger tattoo Peter has that is so blown out and so faded and so terrible that you couldn't even tell what it was. Like, was it an ohm symbol? Was it a bumblebee? Is it the Hornitos logo? I don't know. I couldn't tell. But also, where the fuck do they find these people? How do you find someone with a blown out Hornito's finger tattoo? Mike Fleiss, Chris Harrison, you're both in those castings. I know you are. Don't lie to me like that. Where? Where do they find these people? And going off of that question, how many brain cells did Sydney have to give up to get cast on this show? Because every time she opens her mouth, I just, she just seems so dumb. And I don't understand how she even made it this far not only in life but on this television show you'd think these people would be even a little bit intelligent but maybe that's where they get the drama from is from the stupidity and easy manipulation sorry i just had a moment of inspiration but on the other side of all of that there was a really important conversation about racism that sydney may have been making up But I think the conversation that they were having her growing up as mixed race in the South and being bullied for that, if she was, maybe she wasn't, no definitive answer. I think it's sort of all the conversation we all expected from Rachel's season, and it's sort of the one we never got. And, you know, Rachel's season, she just kept saying, first black bachelorette, and like that was the entire conversation they had on race and racism and stuff. But this one, it actually touched on, like, how the racism surrounding her affected her everyday life, and I thought it was really an interesting person to come from. Like, Natasha's still there, they had several other black girls that were still there, I think she is still there in this date. There are other people who they could have really had this conversation with Peter about, and they chose Sydney. And that just seemed weird to me. So after this deep conversation, Peter tells Sydney that they have one more place to d- to go. And Sydney says, Oh my god, I was wondering why the producers told me to wear a swimsuit under my clothes. And then ABC, who is owned by Disney, the familiest of family company, makes us watch two whole minutes of softcore porn, while both of them are talking about how into the other they are. It, it was weird. I just burped, and I'm sorry, but I'm not re-recording it because I'm lazy. But they, they just... <laughs> I don't... I don't under. It was two minutes of softcore porn. That's exactly what it was. And you know how you know that's what it was? They had to blur out her butt because her swimsuit was too scandy. That's how you know. And now I'm going to take a brief break because I have a workout class I need to go to. Okay, bye. Hello. I am back. I am in lounge mode now, which just means that I am lying down on my bed while recording this instead of sitting up straight on my bed and recording. So, when last we left off, Sydney got the rose after probably having sex with Peter in that pool. Uh, And we cut back to, uh, I would say the mansion, but it's not the mansion, it's just a hotel. Where Kelsey is crying over not getting a one-on-one. And also crying because Peter is dating all of these other girls. And also, she's very drunk. Like, real drunk. Like, intensely drunk. Worry. Worry some amount of drunk. She's crying. She's like, I'm never gonna get a man. I can't believe my boyfriend is dating all these other girls. I don't know what I signed up for. Blah And she's just having a breakdown like she didn't have my dogs okay they're not barking okay (laughs) um like she didn't have a one-on-one right before they left for costa rica like i don't understand why she is acting crazy but she is crazy maybe not emotionally unstable absolutely did you like that asmr yeah it's really sexy and really good At it. I uh, wrote down because Hannah Anna is, uh, says she's a model, but she just has an Instagram, and like also I have an Instagram. Uh, She says this on a group date because they're taking photos with Peter, and she takes photos for a living on Instagram, but I also take photos for Instagram, and I don't make money from it, so I guess I'm not a model. I guess Hannah Anna is a model because her Instagram is monetizable. Is that the difference between an Instagram model and just someone with an Instagram? (laughs) Is It's monetizable. We're still figuring it out. But they're going on this date, and they're still in the middle of the goddamn jungle. And I just want to say that Costa Rica is not only beautiful all the time, everywhere, but it also is surrounded on two sides by the ocean, the... Atlantic on one side, the Pacific on the other, and I'm just appalled that they're not spending any time in the ocean. And it's a little upsetting. So they're on this date. They're <laughs> taking photos in swimsuits, trying to look sexy to be on the cover of Cosmo, which, like, okay, Hannah Anna wishes she could. She likely never will be. Uh, and the their mic packs are, like, sticking out of the back of their swimsuits but they're tucked into the inside of their swimsuits so it's like they're trying to make it look like they're not wearing mics even though we all know they're wearing mics i don't know why they just didn't like use just a boom mic or use literally any other sort of mic because it looks ridiculous and it looks really dumb so we get back, Mykenna is talking, Mykenna says she thinks that she has knocked down her walls with Peter, but what she really needs to do is, um, knock down those eyebrows a hair. Also, I think, I didn't take any other notes on the whole, uh, did wow, yep, nope, I didn't take any other notes on the whole date, uh. Victoria wins the competition that they're having to get on the cover of Cosmo, and then we find out that she's super racist and, um, also a marriage ruiner, but we'll get more into that during the Hometown episode. So, (laughs) and that's all the notes I have, and now we're at the cocktail party. Oh, cause she just spoke to Peter, that's why she says that she's knocked down her walls. Okay, Tammy goes, and she tattles on Kelsey to Peter, and then Peter talks to Kelsey again, because he talked to her once before, and I don't remember what they talked about, because it was boring, and I was bored, um, Kelsey cries a lot, and I just want to say that I don't even think I cried that much when Tammy's grandfather died, just saying, so, (laughs) just wrote boom, and Kelsey sits down and drops, who the fuck said I'm emotionally unstable, presumably right after crying to the diary room slash confessional slash whatever you want to call it, talking head, I don't know, it's all different things. Also, from what we're shown, nobody calls her emotionally unstable, like, straight out the gates like that, but, um, you know, it's all sort of implied, and crazy, no, emotionally unstable, definitely, who cries about champagne for four days Not me. I didn't even cry about Tammy's grandfather dying for four days. So, you know, I think she just needs to take it down a notch. Also, nobody said emotionally unstable. I probably did already say that. But, like, maybe the reaction she has, and given the history she has had on the show, like, maybe she is probably emotionally unstable. Just saying. Then she comes out the gates of... Someone says it was probably Tammy, because Tammy... Quickly turned into the worst person on the show. She says, You know, you got really drunk and cried over your boyfriend. That's not your boyfriend because he's dating 10 other women. And she was like, I did that once. But we all know I did that once means that she only got caught once. And she's definitely done it multiple times. they're fighting, there's a couple people who are over like, why is they yelling, but I don't want to go over there, because I don't want to get involved, which is a smart move, because holy crap, these girls are insane, they're all insane, uh, Peter comes over, and is like, Hannah, Anna, will you accept this rose, and <laughs> it's really an awkward situation, and there's crickets, crickets in the background, and yeah, So she was just like, um, yeah, okay, thanks, Kevin, we all go home now and not talk to each other ever again, because this is an awkward situation. Uh, So then Peter has a one-on-one with Kelly, and Kelly, I've said this before, probably, she's definitely over, only here, to bang Peter again. And she's also very upset that that hasn't happened yet, as we can tell by the way she acts on this date. They go deeper into the jungle, because I guess that's all Costa Rica has. Fuck the beaches. It's all about the jungle. This is the Jungle Book, starring Peter as Mowgli. Which wouldn't surprise me, based on Disney's whitewashing of characters. Anyway, we're not getting into that today. They go into the jungle, and they have some weird... I I say weird. It's more of like a traditional sort of native uh old 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 magic in air quotes sort of ritual to determine how they will be together and as a relationship and they're getting all steamed up and I just want to know how awkward is it for the producers and the cameramen on these type of dates because they're in this itty bitty tiny little space and it's really sexy supposedly because there's steam all over the place and they're in a tiny little hut and there's already, you know, the ritual performer and his translator there. And (laughs) now there's the two of them, the, you know, the two people on the date and they have several camera angles. So there's got to be several camera people. There's got to be at least one producer for each star, Peter and Kelly. So this just has to be a really awkward situation. I don't know why they, because they did this on JoJo season two. They were in a really small temple that was like in a cave and they did the same sort of ritual thing and I don't know why they just keep putting themselves in these situations are the dates cheap because it's unknown or whatever who knows unknown uh and throughout the date we cut back to Kelsey. And Kelsey is confronting Tammy and trying to say that she is not crazy and not emotionally unstable, all while crying and yelling and exhibiting uh, factors of emotional instability and also craziness. And we should have seen this coming. After the champagne finasco, I don't know why we're all so surprised, taken aback by the fact that Kelsey is crazy, you know? she's crazy. I've said it. I've come to the conclusion she's crazy. This is my completely unprofessional opinion. I have an art degree. So the one-on-one date is just fucking Peter being like, why aren't you falling in love with me, Master Kelly? Everyone else has already said that they're fucking in love with me and you haven't said that and i don't know why because i'm at least a little bit cute and we've already fucked once so that means we should have at least some semblance of love connection here and she was like well dude no and then she threw them under the bus Saying that, like, I don't know if, what I want, and you're judging me for that, but you literally, like, made four, seven separate decisions in an hour on the Alea bullshit, and that's not fair for you to come after me and be like, hey, why aren't you in love with me faster when you aren't even in love with yourself? And that was the only moment I liked Kelly. Everyone else was like, we stand Kelly. I don't. I don't stand Kelly. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I just. I. <laughs> I can't get over the bad makeup. Like, is that skin-colored wax over the scar? Like, what are they doing? Just embrace it. I want answers as to why they're not just embracing the shitty situation that Peter put himself into because he's an idiot. And also, they're talking. I was so distracted by the bad makeup that I (laughs) didn't write anything else down. But he gives her a rose even though he... (laughs) He asked a question, and she basically responded with the shrug emoji. So, that's how Peter's going. And then it's the next day, and Kelsey is headed over to see Peter, who is calmly watching the volcano get ready to explode, I guess. I don't know. We don't know what he's doing. He's outside in his villa. And she goes over to talk to him for some reason. I'm not quite sure why, Because I was confused the entire time. Now. What what the fuck is happening? Because, like, he went, uh, out. He was like, I'll be right back. And then he comes back and he gives her a rose. Like, how did that happen? Normally the people who go and confront someone on, you know, in their bedroom. In their private space of the bedroom. Uh, They get sent home. They don't get a rose. So it's at this point I realize that Peter truly has no idea what the fuck he is doing. And (laughs) I just, it's crazy. So Kelsey's all happy. She's going back with her rose. And she says, "Uh, I hope tonight goes smoothly sailing. Whatever that means. And... (laughs) All of the girls are, like, giving her dagger eyeballs because she comes back with a rose. And why the fuck does she get a rose? For doing something that normally gets people kicked off the show. We will never know. Um, <laughs> and then at the rose ceremony, I wrote down, uh, McKenna's dress somehow makes her A-cups look really saggy. And I guess, I don't remember what dress she was wearing, but I think it was one that you sort of needed boobs to fill out, and that's why it made her A-cups look really saggy. I'm sorry, Mike, kinda make better choices. Papa Chris walks in and is like, hey, f- fuck your cocktail party, we're going straight to the rose ceremony, and some people aren't having it, a.k.a. Tammy. And you know what I'm not having from Tammy? All of these dresses she has that are made out of curtains. Like, I get that you have to buy really expensive dresses for this whole... Shebang, but do you have to just recycle all the curtains you use and the house flips you do? I don't think you do. And they're having an argument because something happened, I guess. Actually, so wait, I think that this is the episode where. Oh my god, no, my notes. I think this is the episode where Tammy's like, oh, hey, um can I talk to you real quick, like, right before he hands out the first rose, and everyone got really mad about that, and so they were like, hey, uh, don't fucking do that, (laughs) and she was like, fuck you guys, I'm trying to make my spot here known and secured, and they were all mad about that, and, uh, I'm not really sure, oh, To quote, I hit my next note is, to quote Hannah Anna, I want to know what's going on, but also I don't, like, <laughs> yes, honestly, relatable content, Hannah Anna, thank you for that, uh, there was also so much yelling going on that I didn't really understand what was happening, and I don't really have any more notes on that argument, but everyone was mad because they got... Tammy and Kenna got time, and nobody else did because Peter canceled the rose ceremony. Uh, I think this next note of mine sort of really nicely wraps up everything. It says, "What is happening? What is Kelly wearing? What is Lexi's role in all of this? What is going on?" Then we get to the rose ceremony part, and it, roses. We have uh, Kelly, Hannah, Anna's Instagram, and. Sydney and Kelsey already have roses because for some reason, Kelsey got one when she went to his room. Unannounced. So, Victoria F., Madison, Natasha, Victoria P., Kenna, and Tammy all get roses. Which means we're sending home she and Lexi, and thus the only person left who looks like they might have pulled off the street, <laughs> who might have been pulled off the street on night one, is Victoria P. And I'm um, <laughs> finally done with this three-hour marathon of bullshit but i have to watch two more so here we go now we're going back into this we are on the end credits of this episode and uh it's chris harrison and he's doing little improv bits and it's so funny he's in one of those you know like uh, we have a witness, but they're in witness protection, so we have to keep them covered, and it's so we're going to uh, black out his face and deter his voice and make it sound like it's not him. And it's funny. Shout out to ABC, money well spent on those improv lessons for Chris Harrison. And now we move on to episode two of The Bachelor Spectacular in this portion of... This podcast episode. I don't know where that that sentence started, and it didn't uh, know where it was gonna end. Just like that one. So they are in Chile, and they're still not on the beach, and I would be pissed because, bitch, like we're gonna go to all these wonderful, beautiful, tropical, equatorial places, and not go to the beach once. Like, no, no, the weather is perfect, the days are even every single day, and we're not going to the beach ever it's not australia where we're gonna be going where everything in the ocean is poisonous and can kill us this is fucking chilly and i want to be on the beach we have to open this episode a talking head of my kenna and she is confused by the emotions she is having most likely because she is 22 and she has never experienced these emotions before which, you know, is relatable, when I was 22, I was like, what do you mean, I'm 22, I know everything, but whatever, uh, and, oh, and she said this, it was not a talking head, it was to the entire group of one-on-one, uh, to, what am I saying, to the entire group of girls while they're at lunch, and Victoria F. is in a talking head, and she was like, making fun of my kenna coming for my wig with the whiny bitchy girl voice which honestly i thought i had it branded but i guess not (laughs) um hannah anna is the queen of the group dates if peter arrives to crash their girls day lunch and uh steals her away to get what is probably going to be the most boring one-on-one because they're gonna spend zero dollars on it because they're just walking around the city Which is a date that happens once or twice every season. It's always the worst date. And for some reason, both of the times they happen on Peter's season are in this episode. In this exact... Oh wait, no. No, it's not. The other one is in the other episode. Never mind. It's with Natasha. I just want to apologize if the edits seem a little jumpy in this episode. I am coming off a cold. And I I have a bit of a cough still. So I am cutting out all the times I have to clear my throat and or cough, and it's a lot, so Hannah Anna doesn't know, oh, what's going on on this date, because Peter and an old couple are talking, and (laughs) she doesn't know what they're saying, because they're speaking in Spanish, which Peter is actually fairly good at Spanish, I'm a little bit surprised by that, I guess his mom is Cuban or something, but I didn't expect him to be, you know, fluent in Spanish, so that's nice for a white boy sometimes. And the old man just starts shouting at her, communication, tolerance, and it's, I'm surprised that she's not more distraught. Like, if I had, I can speak Spanish, it's passable, mediocre at best, just like everything about me, but it's, if someone just, I couldn't understand what they were saying, and they just start screaming words at me, I would be so distraught, I would be probably crying, I wouldn't know what to do, and I would wonder if I was in trouble, because that is where my mind goes immediately when anything happens. Peter and Hannah and Anna sit down, and Hannah and Anna is 23, which we've discussed. She is my age. We are the same age. I am a child. I'm a 23-year-old child. I can admit that most of my friends that I have that are in the same age range, 22 to 24, they can admit that they are 22 to 24-year-old children because we just graduated college and we have no idea what the fuck we're doing with our lives. I guess Hannah Anna does have a successful Instagram, so she has that going for her. But Peter is worried because of Hannah Anna's young age that she has never been in love. But as I said, I'm 23 years old and the only thing I love truly is cheese. No, wait, no, I I like working out too, so I guess I love two things, working out and cheese. You gotta work out to have the cheese, so... I guess his questions are valid because she's 23. But also looking at it, she's 23. And of course she's never been in love. She's not even a quarter of a century old. She's barely having her quarter-life crisis. Like, I, sorry, Peter. Yeah, she's never been in love. Maybe she's been in love with her hair curler because she likes the way it makes her hair look in her Instagram photos. Or maybe she's in love with cheese, too. We don't know. We can't presume. So... (laughs) No, what? Uh, Sorry, I went off on a whole tangent about how much I don't know anything about love or anything. And then the next note says, Hannah Anna looks good in that dress, it accentuates the tan that she got in Costa Rica, but she doesn't quite fill it out perfectly. So, lots of boob talk in this episode, I'm sorry. And at this dinner portion, they sit down and they talk about Hannah Anna's career and her career goals, but it's just like, I don't want to talk about Hannah Anna's Instagram model career because it's not really a career, and it's not a sustainable way to make money because eventually you will get old and you will get ugly, and that happens to everyone. Like, at least Jordan was actually featured on the Zappos website. His feet, they were in a pair of shoes. He was like a successful model. Hannah Anna is just uh, an Instagram person. She'll never be featured on on Zappos. Make sure you comment and like and tweet at me for more shitty puns that you can't tell because this is not written content. Featured on a shoe website. Featured. Okay, (laughs) I'm going to quit comedy now. Peter is, excuses himself for a moment to gather his own emotions, his own 28-year-old, I think, emotions, because he's realized that Hannah-Anna is 23 and maybe she's definitely not ready for marriage. Like I said, I'm 23. I'm not ready for marriage as much as I thought I would be when I was, if God, like 14, I was like, I'm going to get married at 28. Uh, 20- and be married before I get out of college. And then I'm going to have kids before I'm 25. And then I'm going to have one kid when I'm 25. And I'm going to have one kid when I'm 32. So there's a big age gap. Because that's fun. I don't know what I was thinking. That was crazy. That was crazy. Hannah Anna is then sitting at the table alone. Confused crying. Because Peter has presumably been gone for quite some time. And, um... Which is fine, I've confused fries before, confused cried before, but only really ever over math problems and not really anything else. Math confuses me and it frustrates me, and I guess maybe, maybe those are real emotions you can have over a man too. I would not know. I have only had them over quadratic formulas. We then cut back to the hotel motel holiday inn where we get a group date card. And it says, luz, cámara y acción, which Kelsey, Kelly Kelly translates as lights, camera, action. Except it only means light camera action because it's not luces, it's luz, which is only one light. Light camera action, the date card says. Which, for Peter being fluent in Spanish, you would think they would get better. We then cut to Kenna crying. Because she is once again on a group date. And she doesn't want to be on a group date. She wants a one-on-one. She wants that extra time with Peter. Blah, 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 blah. And you know who she's crying to? Queen of the crocodile tears herself. Mrs. Kelsey. They're crying together. They're crying companions. And that is what happens. Oh, also Hannah and Anna gets the rose. I don't think I said that, but whatever. Uh, so as the... Date card note. The date card quip implies they are shooting a telenovela, which we stand. And if you have never watched a telenovela, I highly recommend one called Rebel Day. It is so good. It is about teenagers in boarding school in Mexico, and it is the best telenovela ever. And it's wonderful, and it's perfect, and I cannot recommend it enough. But my one qualm with this whole date is that there is not enough Ham. Telenovelas are, you know, Hispanic soap operas, and so they're supposed to be really over the top, really big, really big emotions, and they're known for being more dramatic than soap operas. So it's like, I want more ham. I want Christmas levels of ham. Ham, ham, ham. The theme of the Met Gala is camp. Fucking Taraji P. Henson is there. Fucking that other girl whose name I can't remember is there. She does a show with kids, and she was on the Groupon app for ads and stuff, and I'm uh, still not getting it, but she went as a pimp. That is the level ham I want. Ham and cheese sandwich is the only thing on the menu for this date, and that's not what we get. So, <laughs> we watch them badly, really badly, act these rolls out, and they're speaking English, and they can't even, like, get these rolls correct, but here we are, nevertheless. And, uh, Chris Harrison shows up, and he is, like, the father in this situation of Peter, which, I guess the age range is probably right, but still a little weird. (laughs) But they really got their money's worth for Chris Harrison with those acting lessons that they made him take. Quality content right there, that's all I have to say. But, I did realize in this moment that Peter is such a gross kisser. (laughs) like gross 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 either way maybe if kelsey is the bad kisser or maybe if peter is the bad kisser it's gross and it's loud and it's sloppy and then peter realizes that he doesn't like victoria p anymore because she was never really on the show to begin with since they just pulled her off the street on opening night because someone the real person they wanted dropped out so I feel like he should have sent her home with the whole Aleya bullshit because she was actually the big liar in that situation. She was more at fault than Aleya was, and I don't know how fair that is to Aleya to send her home and not send Victoria P. home. But he's doing it now. It's three weeks late. Two weeks late, an amount of weeks late. A week and a half late because this is aired on Wednesday? I don't know. I don't know. But Victoria P. does not understand, like, that she's getting broken up with. And it reminds me of that episode of Parks and Rec, but not as good because it's sort of sad to actually see someone get broken up with and not understand that they're getting broken up with. And I felt bad for laughing, but also this show is just an insane amount of ridiculousness, so I don't feel bad for anything. And all of the girls are sitting around, and I guess it took peter an hour to break up with victoria p because somebody mentioned that they like were sitting there for an hour without peter and it's like take this time honeys get drunk as fuck it's not it's not on your dime do it do you i love you baby boo and victoria p is in the car and she is so mad that she got broken up with like did they and and this is something that happens all the time on this show, people who get been broken up with get so mad, it's like, do they not know that they signed up for the dating Hunger Games, like, I don't think you're being fair to yourselves, honey, by thinking you can actually fall in love with somebody in six weeks, but we cut to Peter and Madison, and he wrote a mini script for them to, uh, you know, read as a ploy to get her to make out with him, even though, you know, a simple want to make out, yes, no, probably would have worked. It works for me. Uh, I don't remember what that's a reference to, so I apologize for that. But uh, it is someone from Bachelor Nation, and I still think it's funny. Want to make out, yes, no? It, the answer is probably no. But maybe yes, if I'm lonely enough. Uh, my Kenna thinks that being 22 means she's not immature. What is that bug? I don't know what, I just saw a bug, and it was, ah, okay, anyway, (laughs) and she also thinks it makes her not a child, except as a 23-year-old immature child, yes, it does, Mykenna, you are gonna be immature until you get your heart broken on TV, like you're about to, now, Mykenna and I believe it is Tammy getting a fight. And I don't know what happened with it. There was just a lot of yelling and no clear argument. And it was sort of just aired for the allure of drama with the facade of drama. Fasama. Dressade. I don't know. Trying to make a pun out of that. And it didn't work. (sighs) But Mykenna acts a lot like I do, which is something I realized when it comes to, like, courtships or relationships or whatever. And maybe that means that she's immature. Or maybe it means that I am very mature since we are the same person in situations like this. I don't know where I was going with that, but it's fine. (laughs) Uh, Then we get another one-on-one. Who is it with? Victoria F, why? Because she cried on the last one, and Peter got confused. I don't know. Did he get a boner from her crying, and that's why he was like, "Wait, wait, wait. Am I attracted to the crying? Am I attracted to her? Gotta figure this out. Did we figure it out? No. But you know, we're all on this journey together. I guess. And he takes her out on this one-on-one to the middle of fucking nowhere. So definitely someone's going to get murdered. And it's really interesting because Wardrobe put them both in camel-colored coats on a horse date. I just think that's funny. They're in dromedary-colored coats. I think that's what camels are technically for an equine date. And also, you can ride both horses and camels. I don't know where I was going with that, but I thought it was funny. I then wrote a note that says, how do things go downhill so quickly with them? Like, at what point does she turn into a brat? Because this is something that happens. We saw it on the Chase Rice episode. We see it in this episode. We see it in the Hometown episode. We see it on the Fantasy Suite episode. I'm sure we'll see it in Women Tell All. I don't know, I haven't watched it. I haven't decided if I'm going to watch it yet, because I've been told it's just a two-hour waste of time. So, do I want to waste two more hours on that? Unknown. But I will cover the beginning part, because it is the end of the fantasy suite date, it's the roast ceremony of that. So, I'll watch that part, at least. Uh... Peter is asking very valid questions, and Victoria's only response is, I'm trying. But, like, is she? Is she trying? Because she doesn't act like she is. She keeps getting frustrated. He's just being very reasonable, and she is acting like a brat. And then she storms off and starts yelling at producers. And <laughs> But somehow, she still gets a rose. I i don't know i don't know i don't know then we cut to the hotel and there's a knock on the door an ominous knock and they're like the fuck we've all had date and it is is a date card as anticipated addressed to my kenna and tammy And it says something along the lines of, let's finish this once and for all, which I only assume means that they're in some sort of murder-suicide pact, all three of them together. But no, they just sit down and talk about the drama, and it's boring, (laughs) much like this entire show has been. I haven't been excited by a season of The Bachelor in a long time. (laughs) Wow, that took me way long to think of. Um... Maybe Nick Bile? Maybe not Nick Vile. I don't know. I don't know. But, nevertheless, they sit down, they talk about the drama, and then Tammy says that she's wearing black because it's my Kenneth's funeral. And then Tammy gets sent home first, and it was comedy. But, that is not all. Because... During the rose ceremony, which we see after a brief moment of the cocktail party. Um, he, he sends Mike home and she is shocked. She is truly taken aback. But, alas, we have Vic- Hannah Anna, Madison, who got the group day rose, and Victoria F. All getting, all currently having roses. Then we have Kelsey. Natasha and Kelly who are also getting roses which like I don't know why he didn't send her home earlier Kelly because she's the worst she's the worst she's she is truly the worst Sydney is sitting down and she says something and which I translated as I've never had the brain power to feel this way about anyone else in my life that's what she meant to say and now we have our final six, and I have to go get my other set of notes, because I was still in the middle of watching the final nine, ten, final ten episode, as uh, I was, as the final nine episode began, this was the day I was in the hospital, so... Un momento, por favore. Okay, so I have about eight pages of notes on this episode, which means that this episode could probably double in length, and it's already very long. So, they're finally on the beach. Where are they? I have no idea. I can't recall, but they're on the beach. Uh, Peter is walking through the streets of wherever the fuck they are, And there is a windmill picture that he stares at, just in case you forgot what is coming up in two weeks after Hometowns. It's the sex dates. So, we cut to the girls, and they're all talking, and someone says, I think Peter is stressed out, and that's about all she says. I think she probably also says something about, like, um because he has such a big decision coming up that he has to make or some bullshit like that. But I wrote, uh, Peter's stressed out because he has a concussion and doesn't remember who any of them are. Yes, because that's what happens when you slam your head into a glass. And concussions oftentimes take two or more weeks to recover from. So the girls are flouncing around in like... Oh, ooh, a date card. I wonder what's happening. It's like, what were they expecting when they knocked on the door? Uber Eats? Not in whatever fucking country they're in. Argentina, Brazil, somewhere uh, in South America. <laughs> so uh, we see Peter and he, the band-aid is off. But now they're trying to cover up the scab with fucking makeup. And it looks bad still uh and i believe the first date card goes to madison uh so madison strolls on up has her first date her second one-on-one date and the first one-on-one date she's had since the first week probably or maybe the second week, but I don't know, whenever she went to the vow renewal thing, that was weird. (laughs) Um, Peter's like, I hope you don't get seasick, because we're gonna be on a boat, and Hannah B. did, and that made our makeout session post-boat ride a little grody, but I still made out with her anyway. We cut back to Hannah, Anna, and Kelsey, still acting like friends, like Kelsey isn't crazy and Hannah isn't 12 when we hear another knock on the door and Natasha finally gets a one-on-one date, which like, yay, but also this is not a good week to get your first one-on-one date, so this could be dangerous and bad for her. Madison, okay, so Madison is the first one on the date, Madison is very scared to tell Peter that she is super Jesus. Like, Peter wasn't on Hannah's B season, who is very Jesus. And, you know, I think I touched on this earlier, Peter is also kind of Jesus, and if you don't know what I mean by Jesus, I just mean he's religious in a way that is like he at least goes to church every Sunday and, like, believes in God. And, um... You know, he he does those things, and he's mentioned before, like, he's trusting God on the shirty or something like that. And we all know Hannah B. was very Jesus, because Jesus still loved her after she had had sex four times in a windmill. But, (laughs) with Peter. But, we uh, don't really see him talking about it, and I don't know why Madison is super stressed. I, I guess in any other situation, I would be super stressed, but coming off of Hannah B.'s season, and also... Watching from the outside and having heard Peter talk about, like, God and Jesus and stuff, I wouldn't be stressed. Because he is also Jesus. Uh, but Peter then drops a bomb that he is falling in love with you. Like he's fucking Ben Higgins or some bullshit. What's gonna happen this finale? Knowing the speed of this season, we'll probably find out, like, next Friday. Which we obviously didn't, because I'm filming this a month late. Filming? Recording. I've been watching a lot of YouTube, but it's still a month late. So, he gives Madison the rose, and he is she, therefore, is the first girl to secure her spot. On a hometown date, we're gonna go to Alabama, because Peter just can't get out of Alabama any way. And he can't get away from girls named Hannah, that are also from Alabama. Uh, Coming soon to iTunes So, they're Where are they? I think him and Madison went to lunch In the Plaza de Armas Because they're back Oh, they're in Peru Okay, Lima (laughs) I take really good notes And I have a college degree (laughs) And somehow I passed with notes like this So We have Him on a date with Natasha And they're in the Plaza de Armas Because that's the only place to go to in Lima, aside from the beach. And I actually kind of like Natasha. And I think it's really interesting her being on the show. Because she is leaps and bounds more mature than literally anyone else. I think she's also one of the older girls. I think she's 28 or 29. And so I I think it's really interesting watching her dynamic with both Peter and with the other girls. Because she sort of seems like she actually is there for love. She's sort of the Rachel of this season, as uh, one may assume, or not assume, maybe, but I I feel like Rachel was really mature. Whose season was she on? Was she on Ari's season? Or or was she on the other one's season? I don't know, and I don't want to (laughs) care, but it's just a really sort of interesting place to see them come from, both of these sides of insane maturity in the shadow of 23 and 22 year old children, and also Kelsey. Speaking of which, there's a knock upon the door, which we cut to, because all uh, Peter and Natasha are doing is making out with hot dogs in their mouth and walking around the Plaza de Armas. Kelsey gets the last one-on-one and says, I'm glad I get to spend time with him. Away from you bitches. Because she's been on two group dates since her last one-on-one. And also, she's crazy. So, they (laughs) cut to then the nighttime date. Because I guess it wasn't enough going on for this, that date, for them to show the rest of it. The nighttime part is what we're looking for. And Peter is debating on whether or not he should give the rose to Natasha, which he ultimately decides to not do. But they always make whoever the bachelor or the bachelorette is hold the rose and, like, wave it in front of their face before they are like, um, actually, I'm not going to give you this. It's, like, the biggest tease... Ever, and I just don't understand it. you know it's like it's like when you're at a restaurant and they have instead of a dessert menu a dessert display that they bring over to you and then when you say what you want they don't just hand you the dessert that's on the display they like go to the kitchen and get a fresh one it's like don't bring me one don't tease me like that don't Bring me dessert and then walk away with it? Just give me the dessert, please. Thank you. But unfortunately, as we saw coming with the fact that this was Natasha's first one-on-one date, she does go home. And it is at this moment when she is in the car and Peter is outside listening to the sad, sad two-piece string band that I am brought back to JoJo season. When she was on the two-on-one, and she sent one of the people home, and they were crying in the back of the van while Jojo and the other man were dancing to a string and operatic rendition of Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber's Don't Cry For Me, Argentina (laughs) from Evita. And he was crying, and they were singing, Don't Cry For Me, Argentina. Because they were in Argentina, and it was the most cinematic and beautiful moment that has ever come from the franchise. And it should have gotten an Emmy, goddammit, because I loved it so much. So, he goes on a date with Kelsey, (coughs) and they're still not in the ocean. Why waste a month-long trip to South America and not go to the beach like once they're still in the jungle? It's ridiculous. And by the jungle, I mean they're on a fucking mountain. It's ridiculous. Why would you do that? Who does that? Go to a mountain? Go to the beach. Come on. You know better than that. You're on the ocean. It's beautiful. Who cares about fucking llamas? Not me. Not me. (laughs) Kelsey goes, why do you... How do you work this thing? I don't... I, like, never have seen an ATV four-wheeler thing in my life. Like, I don't... I'm a good girl. I'm a girl. I don't get dirty. I don't know what you want. I'm not going to get dirty for you, Peter. Show me how to work this. And Peter's like, yeah, okay, I'll show you, whatever. And then immediately speeds off. It's like, Peter, you didn't show her. You just drove away. Which, I mean, I would also do if I were you know, on a date with Kelsey, because, oh my god, bitch be crazy, but I'm not on this date with Kelsey, which is fine and dandy, and you would assume, with him just immediately speeding away and not showing her how to use the ATV, but, you know... He would say no to her and also send her home and make my life so much more convenient. It would be so much easier if Peter just sent Kelsey home and then we wouldn't have to deal with the three-on-one. There wouldn't even be a rose ceremony because it would just be Madison and the girls from the three-on-one. But no, he does not get rid of her, unfortunately. And Kelsey... And Peter then get to the top of the mountain, but it's not the top of the mountain, it's just the top of where the ATVs can go on the mountain, and Peter really regretted not saying yes to another helicopter ride, because they have to walk up this steep-ass mountain. I'm talking like Orange Theory treadmill 15%. Like, steep. So steep that there has to be a sign for big trucks, letting them know what percent grade they're at, so that they know how fast they might be going, I don't know, I remember having to do math problems on that, and I don't remember anything else about it, but then Kelsey goes on to say, I don't want to be one of those moms who is, um, working all the time and never gets to see her kids, it's like, don't shame working moms, a lot of working moms are also single moms, also a lot of working moms are fucking badasses, famous working moms, Michelle Obama, Anne Hathaway, Uh, oh my god, I literally forgot her name. Jennifer Gardner. She's a mom. Amy Poehler. I believe Tina Fey has a daughter. Like, don't shit on working moms. I'll kill you. I will also kill you if you shit on stay-at-home moms. Because moms are great, and they're still caring for our future. No matter what they're doing. No matter if they're staying at home or going to work. They are taking care of what our world will hold one day they're holding now, but you know you know what I mean. So don't shit on moms. that's fucked up. Shit on dad's all you like I don't, I don't care. I'm not a man, so I don't have a say. but <clears throat> then we have a, another commercial break and the commercial breaks are so frequent and also so long in this episode that it feels like they knew nothing happened in this episode and they were like, you know what, we're just going to put in an hour worth of commercials. This is a two-hour episode. There's only going to be an hour worth of content and an hour worth of commercials. And people will just have to deal with it because I'm Mike Fleiss and this is how I make money. Kelsey also says that she does pageants, which is the third girl on this season who has done pageants, which is a lot. On Colton season, we only had two that outwardly said pageants were a thing they did. And I just want to know, like, what's the allure of pageants? What what drives people to be intrigued by them? I know some of them give scholarships, but I have never had the desire to do it. And so I guess I want to know why other people have the desire to do it. Granted, I'm not cute. So, like, someone judging me on my cuteness, that would not end well. <laughs> I would be just sad. It would be Beyonce's Pretty Hurts music video. That's that's what I would be. It, at the end part when she destroys everything. That would be me and Pageants. But I digress. Uh, Kelsey has won Miss Iowa, which I'm not surprised because she's so blonde that the judges probably thought they were voting for the prettiest corn and so she won because she's so blonde. And have you seen the hair on corn? It's very blonde. The hair is yellow as corn, as they say in sometimes Into the Woods. And that's Kelsey. She's got hair as yellow as corn. She does not have a slipper as pure as gold. Or a cow as white as milk. Or a cape as red as blood. So she cannot go to the festival. And she will not bear children for her family. And that was a very niche reference. So I'm sorry for making it. But I'm going to leave it in because... I just want to, and maybe it'll intrigue some people to go watch Into the Woods. It's very good, not necessarily the Disney movie, but the there used to be a version on uh, on Netflix that was the original broadway cast and it was very good. Anyway. Uh, Kelsey gets the rose, which means Peter is going to yet another flyover state, which he's probably never been to, except for um, a 20-minute layover when he was switching planes, because he is a pilot. What is in Iowa, except for corn and Des Moines? Are the Ozarks in Iowa, or are they just, like, in Missouri? I don't know. I don't know. But that's where Kelsey is from. And that's where Peter's going next week. Alabama and Iowa. Yes, I called Alabama a flyover state. You can come for me. I have done nothing but fly over it. Anytime I'm going to the East Coast. So, you know, there's always a point to something. And this sentence has not one. We're moving on to the three-on-one. Kelly... Says she's sick of all these children, which, like, Hannah, Anna, I get. My Kenna, I get. Victoria, whom is the one she actually calls a child, is only two years younger than Kelly. Kelly is 28, and Victoria is 26, which, I mean, I know you grow a lot in your 20s or whatever, but it feels like there's not much room for her to talk in that regard, because... They've probably been in the workforce the same amount of time because Kelly's a lawyer and law school is three years. So you assume you graduate from college when you're 22, 23, 26. Actually, that means Victoria's been in the workforce less or more time than Kelly has. Because that would be three years as opposed to Kelly's two years. Or, you know, four years as opposed to Kelly's three years. You know, she's been in the workforce longer. Hannah, Anna is a child. We're the same age. We've talked about this. I've gone on about it enough. I am a child. She is a child. Do you remember Ari's three-on-one? I just want to pull this back to a few years ago when it was, I believe, Tia and Becca and Kendall on the three-on-one. And I just, if there is half as much drama in this then in this three-on-one that happens, maybe the episode will be worth it. Maybe. I am not going to say that too loudly because Chris Harrison can hear my thoughts and I don't want him to come for my wig after I've come for his poorly dyed hair many a time. Alas. Here we are. Oh, Wait, no, I I just wrote down, Kelly's 27, so she's only one year older than Victoria, so she definitely has no room to talk. And she also says that she keeps saying that 23 is too young to want to get married, and while I agree with that, I do have several friends on my Facebook still who would disagree since they got married before they could even legally drink alcohol, which means they were sober at their wedding, which is not something I want, I plan for everyone at my wedding to be blackout drunk, and, except for, you know, those who are underage, and legally not allowed to drink, but, beside the point, everyone's gonna be blackout drunk at my wedding, and, though, I just always have wondered why you would get married before you can legally drink, as far as I'm aware, in every single wedding I have been to, everyone has been very drunk, (laughs) I, like, you just you start drinking when you start getting ready and then you keep drinking and then sometimes you ruin your wedding dress because you closed out your wedding venue and then you went to a bar and closed out the bar that actually happened to a, a pair of friends of mine good for them really proud of them the kind of wedding i want but <clears throat> beside the point irrelevant anyways okay back on track Hannah Anna is reading a list of reasons why she loves Peter, which is high school as fuck, and definitely something a 23 year old would do, so she definitely plays right into Kelly's hand with that one, as a 23 year old, who didn't have a boyfriend in high school, that's probably some bullshit I would pull, I is it romantic? Maybe is it romantic to me? No, not really, is it some bullshit I would pull? Absolutely but she doesn't, that's what she does so, Kelly continues to say how much better she is than both of these other girls. She's better than Hannah Anna because she's old. And she's better than Victoria because she's got a good head on her shoulders. Which may be true. I've never met her. But uh, she does not have good pants for her body. And as my drag queen costume professor once said, Just because it zips does not mean it fits. And I think that Kelly might need to take that advice. Because she has some pants that don't look good on her. I'm sorry. This is not an outfit review. But I am coming for your wig, Kelly. I really think you need better pants. Just like one size up. Just like half a size up. You know? Just a little bit bigger. A little bit. Just a little bit. That's all I'm asking for. is A tiny bit bigger. And it's at this point when Kelly... Just slowly is beginning to lose her mind and she's like lying down and like, I'm just gonna be here waiting for my man. She takes a nap and she's like slowly going crazy. Next thing you know, she's probably gonna be on a dragon burning down Lima when she couldn't get a rose. And you know, as anticipated, she doesn't do that, but she also was not allowed on. Women tall all, I know that for a fact. Neither was Natasha, so Natasha definitely had a good head on her shoulders. Kelly, a little crazy. And then we see Peter and Victoria fighting for the third time. And Peter goes, why are you always in a mood when we talk? And she's like, I'm... (laughs) That's what she says to him. She's like, I'm not in a mood every time we talk. Which he responds, like, snarkily and, and, you know, in a mood. But Peter is never going to give her up, never going to let her down, never going to run around and desert her. Which is unfortunate, because she's a little crazy. But she does get a rose. And when that happens, Kelly is like, look at me, I'm a lawyer. And in the words of Elle Woods, what? like it's hard? If Kim Kardashian can do it, my fucking lighting design art degree ass can probably do it. So don't act like it's that hard, Kelly. Because pretty soon it's gonna be Kim Kardashian JD. Maybe it'll be Brie Gonzalez JD. I doubt it, because I don't want to work that hard. But it could happen. (laughs) And Peter has finally learned the perfect way to dramatically pause, and it only took him, like, seven rose ceremonies to really nail down. He does give Victoria a rose and goes back to the other two women, Hannah, Anna, and Kelly, and Peter really just needs to wrap things up because they didn't bring the outside lights, and it's starting to get dark. And it's evident when you can sort of see all of the producers standing around with their iPhone flashlights on trying to get better lighting for him to dump Kelly with. It's like, did you not plan ahead? Also, mm-hmm. come on. You gotta pack at least one outside light for moments like this when Peter is indecisive and Victoria F. is crazy. Lots of crazies this season. <laughs> i realized that. I've also realized I don't like any of these girls. I like Natasha. I liked Tammy, before Tammy went crazy. I thought Victoria F. was going to be much like my girl Nico, and then she wasn't, because Nico was actually level-headed, except on Paradise, but we don't talk about that, because Paradise isn't canon. So, (laughs) just standing by with their flashlights on, watching as they dump (laughs) Kelly, and we cut... To Hannah Anna coming back and Kelsey springs up and gives her like the biggest hug and it's like where did this friendship come in when did this happen I don't understand but you know what else I don't understand why Kelly was such a bitch this episode oh man, I'm sad I didn't get a one-on-one so I'm just gonna be mean to everyone including the guy I'm dating how does that make any sense Kelly please God look at you you're a lawyer you don't need Peter then why'd you come on the show You already banged him once. Did you want to bang him again? Get your chance. But you're not going to because you're not even going to hometowns. So the reign of Kelly has ended. Thank God. And normally I do a recap. Like a quick mini. Here's what we've gone through so far. But you know what we have to look forward to next is hometowns in several flyover states. I believe. We have one. Alabama. Iowa, Virginia Beach, and wherever Hannah Anna is from. I think also, like, Missouri or something. So, tune in uh, in a couple of days. I still have not seen Hometowns, funnily enough, but I have seen Fantasy Suites. So I know who makes it to Fantasy Suites. And I did see the tail end of Hometowns, but I need to watch the first half, which is... All three of the dates and the last half is Victoria F's hometown (laughs) so that'll be really interesting to see and to experience I'm gonna go watch that now and hopefully in a few days I will have part two of the bachachiller spectacular up it'll be hometowns and fantasy suites and then hopefully within the week of the what I just found out is a two-night finale Rude, Chris Harrison. I hate that for us and our relationship, Christopher. Why would you do such a thing? Hopefully, I'll get that up in a reasonable amount of time. And we can discuss everything that has happened thus far this season. Because, in the famous words from Women Tell All of Chris Harrison, not even Peter knows how this season ends. Stay tuned for a bumpy ride. And as always, if you have anything you want to talk to me about, any ideas of things you want me to talk about, or just want to say hi, you can tweet at me, it's at thoughts, which is U-R-F-A-V-E-T-H-O-U-G-H-T-S on Twitter, Uh, and, you know, might as well follow my Bachelor Stan account, which, now that I've started this podcast, I haven't really been tweeting from much, but that is at Bachelor Drunk. So you can follow both of those. We can talk about The Bachelor. We can talk about not The Bachelor. We can talk about anything. But I have been Brie. Thank you so much for listening. And I will be in your headphones at some point in the next few days. Goodbye.